interesting. Um, I like that. And also that beat at the start is dirty. Oh yeah. <laughs> dirty beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach, you've stolen the blooper moment once again. Sidetracked, the music podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Sidetrack Music Podcast. Uh, first of all, hey, say hi to, to Zach and his lovely flatmates who are playing some saxophone and drums in the background as you will enjoy for the rest of the podcast yeah yeah hi guys um, they increase their volume as you said that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i was muted um but uh there's, there's gonna be a bit of a theme throughout this episode um, i've actually spe- specially requested background music it's not accidental at all um, oh okay so, yeah it's hired um, it's hired music yeah it's one of the many perks of being in a music school so people always practice with their doors open sometimes and it means you never get any sleep it's lovely um so yeah is there not some kind of like curfew oh, like oh, practice curfew um, you're oh, allowed to but... practice after 10 not that my drummer flatmates either side of me adhere to that at 3 a.m <laughs> when i'm trying to sleep and i need to be up what? for a class at 8 a.m the next day oh, but um no. you know so considerate kind so considerate and kind i that's really hope they don't me. listen to this um that's because that really be gonna be me when I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe they'll change their ways you know oh maybe yeah um passive aggressively maybe bitching about them in a podcast is is obviously the way to, <laughs> to uh... <laughs> so they'll go on to that sticker that you've put on your fridge and oh, they'll yes. have a listen to this episode and be like hang on a second oh. <laughs> and then we so we've just lost audience oh no okay well anyway zephyr you've already spoken but hello welcome hello hello yes ha- having a good spoken. half term uh well it's just started but i'm on holiday tomorrow which is nice um lucky yeah. lucky you i've got to get up nice and early tomorrow but that's okay Yes, to go to you know somewhere warm and sunny. So it's very, it's enjoy that. Very warm and it's sunny. starting. It's starting to get cold out here, and it's oh, very no. scary. Um, I swear that the, the seasons are switched, flipped, or is that that's, in, that's in the southern hemisphere? <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Ignore me. Ignore oh me. Zephyr. Oh, uh, oh no. I, was, oh, no. I dropped geography in year nine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh. not an excuse at all. That's not an excuse, mate. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Shut um, up. Yeah. Well, I'll pretend like, I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm definitely not cutting that out. Just, just, you know. Yeah, so, no, I know. Zach, you'll be pleased. I saw uh, on Friday night, I went to a, a jazz bar, saw a jazz quartet. I saw There was it. a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and th- there was a really, really good saxophonist who had an appropriately rusty looking saxophone. Oh, perfect. Um, you know, I've, I've realized that, like, you know, a sa- someone's a good sax player if their sax isn't shiny. Yeah, it's kind of the yeah. Hence Damn. why Zach's sax is all shiny. My, my, <laughs> sax, my sax is shiny. Sorry. I, I started saying that and realised like you've got shiny saxes, but that's quite you've got rude, to actually. add you've got to add a rusty one oh, to your collection. I really do the rusty. Or just make it best. rusty by like putting it in a vat of acid or something. Well, um, or something. No, vat of acid seems a bit extreme. But... Mine used to be rusty, but the person who owned it before me got it kind of reshinified. That that's the correct word. Um, shined, I think. Shined, you've, you've, I think you've I've added re-shined, a few syllables. During <laughs> um, like the 80s when that was like, you know, the style, um, like pop and flashy. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, now it's cool to have it rusty again. So, yeah. 
and stuck here with Vintage. Them. Yeah, and mm. now, now I can never be good at saxophone. Um, oh, no. I know. That, well, according to Jules' rules. Um, yeah, according to so, yeah. Jules' rules. <laughs> and, which, are, which are the truth. But yeah, no, they were very good. Um, they were, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good. Um, anyway, anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll get Moving on to the, on. the subject matter of the, the podcast. So in part one, we'll be doing the brief uh, which is set by that this week, but uh, you can look forward to part two, the artist spotlight, where Zephyr is going to be talking about K- uh, Kasabian. But first, uh, Zach, what, what brief have you set for us? I have set um, songs that are over seven minutes long. Um, those songs that are just too good to skip, even if they are ridiculously long, and um, the ones that they didn't get edited out when they got put out on the radio because they were just too good. So. Um, what have you guys brought today, actually? Um, let's start with uh, Jules. Jules. Start yeah, with Jules. I think I'm, yeah. I'm first. Yeah. You're first up. Um, yeah, I mean, first, I just want to say it's a pretty cool brief because um, it's kind of a slightly well-known thing that, like, uh, like record labels won't, you know, aren't particularly uh, fa- big fans of, you know, long songs because in, term- in terms of the charts and sales and, um, you know, whatever, having, having a song that's, really long doesn't really help and i think i remember a scene in like i think it was bohemian rhapsody um oh, the yeah, yeah. the film uh and they they you know and the uh, queen bring in like uh what is it uh what's the oh god my mind's gone blank um is it um, bohemian rhapsody oh no, it is yeah it is yeah yeah they bring it in and <laughs> not only is it quite a long one but it's also you know pretty pretty out there um and the record cut label are like what what the hell i remember um, that scene very yes, well. the records yeah. it's the producer mike played by michael myers he's actually canadian um, um, anyway okay. yeah well so <laughs> he's, he's very funny in that at, at uh, five minutes and 54 seconds i did look it up because uh, i thought uh, oh, ju- oh yeah just it didn't under. quite make the cut um the, the brief was originally six minutes but given all of our songs i think uh, i think seven, yeah we've all gone seven we, haven't we, we I, so i figured i might we, well we switched back and forth didn't we, we were in we seven then we're like oh let's try six because hard to find well, seven so and then we Jules all went the, to seven no no it's also the classic thing of i think of finding a song that he really wanted to do and then trying to change the brief to fit it uh, but, <laughs> and then change the song i said we changed it back classic um but i know the scene you're talking about yeah um and the uh well the, the kind of marketing guy is not happy with it and yeah it's kind of throwing slander at the song like what what's this yeah. miller and yeah <laughs> he's like what is this operatic section yeah, yeah. It's um, not the but, but yeah i mean I think needless to say, like, even, well, the thing is, even like the long songs that are put out, like when they're played on the radio, it's almost always a radio edit because the radio don't like to play anything longer than five minutes, big maximum. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's always a shame. So, but so we're here to discuss the beauty of the 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 long the long format song, and so the one that I've gone with um, is "Purple Rain" by Prince, and we have not talked about Prince yet on the podcast, mm. which is um, interesting, and. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not actually a huge fan of like a lot of, of like I don't know a huge amount of his work. But Purple Rain is uh, a masterpiece. A, mm. I think it clocks in at like eight. Eight. It goes eight minutes. Eight. It's over eight minutes. Eight yeah. minutes forty-five. Uh, some, eight something minutes like that. Long seconds, long. Exactly. Eight minutes forty. There we um, go. So I think I win that competition, which I've just invented now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. My song. Uh, um, <laughs> I had one that was six minutes and fifty nine seconds. Oh, oh. that's that's unlucky. Yeah. 
but, unlucky. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's kind of. I feel slightly shameful about it because the main kind of bulk of the song is about six minutes thirty or something, and then it kind of comes back at the end, and they kind of just kind of vamp on like the groove and it's a bit it I've, it feels it feels not quite like it's like it feels like you could just as easily have cut it off like two minutes earlier and it's not really going to affect the song which right. kind of defeats the point of the brief but alas no, no. i've chosen the song well i so, think there's kind of two styles of long songs there's like yeah. there's the ones that kind of have loads of different sections and feel like loads of different songs kind of put together and kind of work or maybe they don't depends on how you see it or there's the kind of ones where it's just goes over the kind of the form loads and loads of times maybe for a solo or for like yeah, yeah ev- everyone in the band gets a solo an insane like- amount of verses like american pie um, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. goes on and on and on we love it but it goes on and on and on um, yeah. unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get american pie in for, um yeah. yeah i should i should say i i avoided the temptation like the two ones that i immediately thought of were like free bird and yeah. stairway to heaven uh, yeah. and i was like i've got to be slightly more original than that <laughs> so i've gone for the still <laughs> chart topping purple ray but anyway um, <laughs> i yeah my initial choice was 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 niche and then i and then i kind of I, I realized I want to save it for another episode. Anyway, so I'm going to play a bit of Purple Rain now. Not the whole eight minutes because that, that wouldn't make for a very good podcast. But um, <laughs> we'll play a little <laughs> snippet of it now. So here it is, uh, Purple Rain by Prince and the Revolution. I never meant to call you when you're I never meant to call you when So there it is, Purple Rain by Prince and his band, The Revolution. Um, I mean, yeah, it's one of the iconic power ballads, I guess, isn't it? Um, and I just really, I think I, it's it's amazingly slow for starters. Um, uh, I guess that's kind of the first thing you notice. But also, I think the vocal style that um, Prince uses throughout the whole thing is is really good. Um, and the effects, so they put loads of reverb on, on his voice, um, throughout the kind of verse and chorus and it gives because there's loads of space between like the parts of the verses and it kind of fills it out and gives it this kind of huge sound even though most of the time it's actually just kind of the drums and uh what i'm saying that yeah that you know the drums and the voice and a bit of kind of guitar um so yeah at the same time it's kind of bare but also like a really kind of big and rich sound um yeah, and there's there's a nice kind of guitar solo. Uh, there's a really nice bit where you know Prince kind of uses all of his vocal skills to get a good kind of scream going. You know, the kind of the soul scream. Um, uh, I think you know, yeah, like the honey. I know, I know, I know. That's a that's always that's always a nice moment. Uh, but yeah, what what do you guys think? Uh, well, Prince has always got this kind of sound to me that it's like it's this timbre that you can kind of hear in all his songs, and it's especially on this one, I feel because of the slow tempo, it really like shows it. 
but it's kind of got that chorus effect on like most of the melodic and harmonic instruments. Um, obviously, I don't think he has it on his voice. He just has backing singers to kind of fill the harmonies in. But he uses a lot of chorus on the guitars. And it's I'm not a fan of chorus, but I actually think it sounds really cool in this context. And especially with all the reverb like you were mentioning before, kind of sounds like he's just, I mean, like you said, kind of it's a power ballad. So it feels like he's in a massive stadium every time you listen mm, to it yeah. and it's like it's like blasting at you on speakers and it's cold you're outside that's mm. what it feels like every time you listen to it as which our, is weird but cool. as our resident production expert could you explain what chorus is to our yeah um, so i'm actually really bad at understanding what um chorus is it's, ah, it's really right, bad i don't know but <laughs> i mean i kind of i kind of know what the way it sounds is that it kind of sounds like you're adding harmonies but it is done like not in a standard way like you can change it each time but it's not like you're not specifically choosing which harmonies are played it kind of just spreads out you're right, I, you're I'm really you really are bad at this yeah i'm really bad at explaining like how things God. work but I can well we found them. we found zephyr's weakness we've uh, exploited yeah. it and uh there we go I think so my, my next understanding time. of it is that it kind of it bigs up the sounds to like really highlight one particular track um so like you would play it in a chorus when the the song is gaining energy and you'd add that as an effect and to make like say the guitar in this instance stand out. Um, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Zephyr. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think that's um, a decent. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you know what it is? I've, I found out what it is. It's ah. basically like cloning. So it, it clones the sound and it has very similar pitches and they're kind of all playing at a similar time. I see. And then it kind of brings them all together when you turn it off. So it kind of sounds like loads of sounds. Are, it's like, say, say you have a choir all singing the same part. It kind of sounds like they're right. all suddenly turning into one part. Like it kind of, you can, depending on how much chorus you have, you can open it up or close it down. I mean, that's kind of what I'm reading. But it, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't actually know what it's specifically doing to the sound. Oh, no, it, yeah, it is copying it and yeah. then slightly delaying them and changing them. So, yeah, I was wrong before, but I was sort of right as well. I don't know. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, cool. <laughs> a, lot of, a whole lot of waffle about a whole lot of nothing. But um... <laughs> Zephyr, yeah. your turn. What, what, what have you got? <laughs> oh, well, I'm just going <laughs> to chuck it on me like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll move on to my song. So I've chosen a track off Jaden Smith's um, kind of, I don't know if it was his like debut album, because I know he'd released like a kind of, like EPs before, but I think it's his first kind of one in the rebranding he did around like 2015, 2016. Um, and it, it was, it debuted at number, no, it didn't debut. It, it hit at number 24 on the billboard 200. Um, and it, it did pretty well in the U S. Um, and it's kind of, you think at face value, it's a standard hip hop album, but when you delve deeper, there's actually a really cool overarching story. Um, and I kind of see it more as like auditory art rather than like, kind of a song on its own and anyway Jeez, 90 that's very very profound auditory I know, I know. art I, I really like it it provokes really it's really emotionally provoking for me what for a comeback reason. from the not knowing what chorus is oh yeah you know, <laughs> got, got to put in that vocabulary but but so it's got it's got um it's got 17 uh tracks on this album and the um, I know we're not talking about albums but I kind of I think it's important in the context of this song um and this is the second longest track 
Um, and the, the long, it's track number eight on this album. It's called 90. I don't know if I've mentioned that already. Um, and the second track after it is Lost Boy, which is nine minutes and 29 seconds. But we're not looking at Lost Boy today. Oh, that well, song's also really cool. That would have won me the competitions after a few It yes. would have won me the competition, yeah. but it's not all about winning the competition. It's <laughs> about discussing beautiful art. It's, okay? it's really not Zephyr. It's all about the competition. <laughs> Zephyr, it's okay. You'll get a participation medal. You know? <laughs> I'll come home with the gold. Oh, my God. But anyway, yeah, the one... <laughs> The one that I'm doing is seven minutes and forty eight, which is still decent. Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of one of the more chill songs of the album because there are a few like just kind of standard hip hop songs which have like ASAP Rocky on them and kind of they're much more kind of clearly a rap song. But this one's kind of I think it blurs the line between kind of chill rock and hip hop. Um, anyway, I think we should have a listen to the first because I want to play two clips from it. I'll play two short clips. Um, the first ones are kind of the sta- more standard hip hop, which is at nearer the beginning, and then later I'll play the kind of more chill bit, which is a bit different. Um, so yeah, here's the first clip from '90 off the album Sire by Jane Smith. Smile. So yeah, that was the first clip I'm playing from 90 and you can kind of hear the the drums. I, I really like all the sounds he uses. Um, they feel very like they could be in an electronic, like singer songwriter thing, which is much more chill and more like kind of a, not neo soul, but kind of the modern sort of takes on neo soul. And it's moving into that sort of R&B realm. Neo um, neo soul. Neo soul. Yeah, no, neo neo soul. Neo Soul. No, as in, as in no. the, the Neo version of Neo Soul. Oh, oh, I see. Neo yeah. Neo Soul. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, you were confusing our, me our just then. Stuff. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you were just like, Neo Soul. And I was like, yeah, Neo, Neo Soul. soul. <laughs> I, I think it was just an attempted joke that didn't quite land didn't over quite Zoom. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was hoping that, that, that to be the, the blooper moment, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You can't, Zach, you can't go for a three for three on the blue panels. Uh, we need to... Yeah, you have been doing pretty well on that realm. Ze- yeah, Zephyr and I need to up our we game. We need to pattern up. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, ninety. Ooh. This bit's kind of got yeah the standard sort of hip hop rapping, and I really like Jaden Smith's rapping style. He's not very. People kind of look down on him because I think he's been easily put into fame because of his dad, Will Smith. Um, which I don't know if I. I mean, it's kind of obvious. He's oh, oh, right. It's, it's his son. Okay, okay. This? Yeah, okay. I'm, no, you okay, didn't so say that. Yeah, so, so Willow Smith and Jaden Smith are siblings, and they both have pretty big music careers, respectively. Yeah. And Will yeah. Smith is their dad, uh, with Jada Pinkett Smith as her, their mum. And they're so they're all actresses and musicians, basically. Um, Jaden yeah. is also an actor. Um, he's done films with his dad. I think he did Karate Kid and oh. a couple of other movies. Um, anyway. Yeah, Jaden Smith, and he kind of, he's actually really cool as a person. He's, like, done a lot of, um, 
kind of gender bending stuff and he's kind of wears a lot of dresses and stuff and i just think his style is really cool um he's got a phrase gender bending gender bending gender bending is that for bringing out the vocab today i know i know i'm feeling like a big boy today Um, (laughs) (laughs) in fact i've actually you know i never write notes right and i always kind of just wing it I was going to um, ask, have you I, actually I did not stuff? do that. I have got notes. Okay. Oh, so my let, God. Let, oh me my have, God. let me have a little Shut speak. the front door. I'll go through my notes. So <laughs> it's the standard. <laughs> Is that the key version? Shut the front door. <laughs> yes. Yes. We do not condone swearing. I, lo- in I like that. Intellectual spaces. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, Zephyr. Zephyr. Oh, God. You're, you're okay. bringing it all out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Standard. So the first um, two and a, two minutes and forty seconds are kind of this standard hip hop style, chill hip hop that I was kind of talking about. Um, but then for like twenty seconds between that and oh, actually more like thirty seconds, it kind of changes into a more singer songwriter with like the groove kind of disappears. It kind of pulls back and is kind of got a different feel to it. And he raps mm-hmm. over that. And then at three minutes and ten seconds, it just completely changes the entire vibe and it goes into super chill reflective and it's kind of sort of sad if you listen to the lyrics it's a bit like he's like this relationship didn't work out or whatever and it's just a bit sad i mean the whole the whole story is really sad actually um if you listen to the whole album it's kind of got an overarching story about a kid who's like gets shot um um, oh Oh, okay it's it's really i mean the main character sire who's obviously played by Jaden and all the music videos um because i think sire is his middle name anyway i'm waffling it's um I think it's really great. And then the second clip I want to play, I'm going to play now. Um, and it's kind of, the reason I want to play it is because it's kind of spoken word and poetic. And I really like it. It's kind of like a story on top of music. And I really like it when musicians do that. Um, so yeah, here's the second clip I want to play. Sire. Passion, pain and desire, just like my big bro. What you didn't know is this young kid's been in limbo since that gunshot wound on that hidden road. Lost, broken, invisible But when that light gets low, he's invincible So much so that he redefined inevitable So it'd never go So the sun never set at all instead of setting slow And as the legend goes Sire lived forever on And never and forever alone So yeah, that was the last clip I wanted to play. And I kind of wanted to talk about what we were talking about before, which was that there's kind of different styles of these longer songs that you can longer format songs. Mm. And I think this one is very much um, the one where it changes styles kind of throughout. Um, I mean, it only really visited, I'd say it visits like four different styles or four different kind of sections. Um, and they kind of all build as they do that, you know, as mo- as most music does kind of builds and releases the tension or whatever. Um, and I kind of just like, this one a lot i don't know it's just really fun but i want to know what you guys think about this track it's cool it's like a whole experience um that's what i like about long songs you, you really get into them you can like sit in your bed at night and just like close your eyes listen to the whole thing and um just really get really get into the song it's something you don't really get from shorter songs and like like the clip you just showed us um that i feel like that just wouldn't happen on like a classic radio song like at, at this point they've throwing caution to the wind, accepted that the whole song is not going to be played on radio. And they're like, let's actually do something interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. And also that beat at the start is dirty. Oh yeah. 
Shirley B. <laughs> oh, it's like you've stolen the blooper moment once again. Yes. How do you do this every time? Yeah. Oh, oh God. Clearly, I'm just more skilled than you guys. <laughs> Zephyr started tucking into his steak. How, how's it tasting? I, that's what those sounds were. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was more um, making out going on in Zephyr's room. It's stealing another blooper moment. No, I'm, I'm no. eating a steak and broccoli because. We got. I'm going away, like I said before, and it's going to go off. So I. Yeah, I know, but it. I. What? How, how's it tasting? Is it? It's pretty yummy. Okay. There we go. Food Lovely. podcast done. Food podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> we cover right, all well, topics here. Whilst whilst Zephyr's uh, unable to speak, we'll move on to Zach's choice. Move on to me, the brief setter. Um, I think I actually lost this. Um, unfortunately, which is embarrassing because I was the brief setter. Oh, what, well, you uh, lost the time, the time race. The ti- so I've brought um, I'll Stay, which is by Roy Hargrove. Well, no, it's by the RH Factor, um, which is uh, Roy Hargrove. He's a, as a jazz trumpeter, but um, it was his kind of like soul and R&B band um, throughout the early 2000s. Um, RH, Roy Hargrove, are his initials. Um, if you search up the RH Factor, it will not come up with a band. It will come up with a uh, rare blood disease. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's is... what I found out. I was trying to listen to this song. I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I it was uh... had a really rough time trying to do research for this because they kept coming up with like like anti- antigen problems in your blood, and I was like, "Oh God!" Right. Well, that that's not helpful. Um, so um, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so the RH factor is um, led by. Roy Hargrove and it's a kind of it had a lot of musicians in there that were on the neo-soul R&B scene like um, Pino Palladino and they invited D'Angelo along who's actually on this track um, and I think Commons on some of the tracks um, he's another hip-hop artist um, and um, yeah at, at this point in his career Roy Hargrove was kind of on that scene because um, he he had just kind of been this collective of like experimental artists called the soul clarions um which if you don't know was like um around like the late 90s and 2000s um it included people like um like jay diller um who's like a yeah master producer and unfortunately deceased now um and a common q-tip most deaf quest love the drummer um, yeah, big names, big names. I've got to go um, check this out. Wow, this sounds you, legendary. Uh, they're not a band. They're just, they were like, like a, a collective. They were a yeah, collective no, of people that made loads of albums, um, like really critically. You, you know what albums. I've just done? I've just dropped all the broccoli on my lap. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Zephyr. Oh, oh Zephyr. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It's gone downhill. It was so intellectual, your comments at the start. And yeah. Your comments were about broccoli. Well, the thing lap. is, it started off so well, <laughs> it could only get, it could, it could only go My downhill. My hands are covered in broccoli oil. I'm going to go get a tissue. You guys okay. continue speaking though. Ah, well, <laughs> well in that case. <laughs> so we've got to delay things until the artist's spotlight yes, now. So stand um, by. Uh, technical yeah. <laughs> difficulties. On the uh, can we play some up? elevator music? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, that you can get your flatmates oh, just to play some music. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, anyway, I'll, I'll continue. Um, so, um, yeah, Roy, Roy Hardgrove was like in this collective of musicians who created um, the album Voodoo, which I talked about last time, um, D'Angelo's debut album, I think, and other great albums like Like Water for Chocolate by Common. Um, and 
Um, so Roy Hargrove would write loads of the horn lines and play most of them on these, um, which he's just never really given credit for. Um, so I thought I'd bring light to this. Um, and yeah, just okay. he's an incredible composer. Anyway, Start the, the campaign, hashtag save Roy Hargrove. Hash, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said that. Hashtag, wait, remember. Hashtag remember Roy Hargrove. Remember Roy Hargrove. Yeah, he died yes. in 2018. Bit of a shock, actually. Oh, no. It was really sad, yeah. Really sad. Um, I remember that being really sad because I, yeah. I was a massive fan of um, his kind of quintet stuff. When, Absolutely. Um, with his more jazz-style stuff. Cause it's a, he, he has, um, there's an album he has out um, which came out in 2008 called Ear Food. Um, yeah. Which uh, there's a track <laughs> on that called... Uh, Called Strasbourg Saint Denis. Strasbourg Saint Denis, yeah. Saint Denis. Uh, Saint Denis, isn't it? It's Saint Denis, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's Saint Saint Denis, well, isn't it? well, it's a place in France, so I imagine yeah. it's pronounced Saint there. Um, oh, anyway, that, that, that's become kind of a uh, groove staple among the jazz jams here, um, it, over in the jazz side of the world. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's a bit of a hero. Are you claiming that the jazz side of your of the world is what your your flat? <laughs> oh no no just, just <laughs> jazz in general it's oh, like okay. <laughs> it's like it's like you know the dark side of the moon it's like the dark side of earth the jazz side of earth how oh think, okay how jazz world the, the, the phantom zone Sorry. yeah exactly okay um, okay <laughs> um right yeah so when he dies it's it weirdly a, sinister yeah it's sinister but that's what jazz is um anyway <laughs> anyway um <laughs> Zephyr, are you are you are you have you finished dining and are you ready to to enlighten us about Kasabian? We're getting a shake of the head. Oh, um, well, I haven't even talked about my song at all. I've just been rambling about soul clarions. Um, that's true. Have we even played true. it? We haven't even played it. Shall I play it? <laughs> oh, oh God, what a shambles! Yeah, let's what play it. Yeah, let's let, let's play it. Let's play it. was I'll Stay by the RH Factor. Um, and yeah, just like the tunes you guys have brought in, it's quite a slow tempo, um, which I realise is a bit of a feature with these longer songs. They need to, they need to be slow tempos, otherwise... Well, it's kind of a stamina thing, isn't it? If you're going at like really fast, you can't keep it up for eight minutes. Exactly. Your drummer's well, going to collapse. There is a song I know that I was going to I was gonna choose. I didn't choose it because we didn't have the licensing for it, unfortunately. Oh, um, but it's at like a really fast funk jazz tempo the drummer's going insane for the whole song and it's like seven minutes long it's what insane it? it's called 16 bars by funky the funky knuckles the funky, um, knuckles. The funky, funky knuckles. knuckles no they're actually really cool they have a llama or a goat I'll, as their I'll, as their wow. as their oh, that um, sounds so eccentric i love it yeah sorry to interject but yeah it is, it is, but that's like the only one I found. Otherwise, yeah, they are all really slow tempo. <laughs> yeah, anyway, this is like a slightly different style of long song to your Zephyr. It, it, it kind of stays on this vamp slash like 
intro slash verse, I guess you'd call it, for a, a long time. And it's all very, like, chill. Like, the start, they're just, like, talking and laughing and going, like, yeah, in that classic, like, soul, chills, like, recording studio vibe. Um, and, and I don't care if it goes well, well or not, because they're just going to do it again. Because they're just on some substances. yeah that's the more realistic reason yeah Um. Uh, (laughs) um, and then every so often the chorus comes in or like kind of just second section i guess you call it um which just really changes it up um and it like gathers energy each time um and then that bit ends and there's like an entire bar rest which is a lot because it's a very slow song so we're kind of left with silence for quite a while and it comes back in again and it's like, Oh, there it is again. Um, no, it's really mm. cool. Um, I, uh, um, I think I might go over some of the chords or maybe just, just play you the, the great bridge section, bridge, bridge chorus on piano. Um, because I, I just think it's, I think it's incredible. Um, but I think it's great. I love the chords. Bit of a harmony nerd myself. Um, and, oh, I hadn't uh, realized. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear we make this um, joke every time he says this as well. We really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's a theme. I'd forgotten. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. So, so Zach, uh, are you moving to Theory Corner? I'll move over to Theory Corner. <laughs> okay, and we are back in Theory Corner, my favourite part of the episode. Um... Yeah, the, so I think it's everyone's favorite. It's everyone's favorite part of the episode. Um, I'll just play yeah. the like original groove that this sits on, which is like uh, E minor, and then the, the bass goes down, and then cows are going down, and the kind of the top chord is staying the same. Which, um, as Zephyr very rightly pointed out, is the same chords as. Um, oh, it's, it's getting Feeling my mind. good. Feeling Funny good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I'm feeling good. First harmonic analysis I've ever done. Do it, Yeah, so uh, yeah, good observation there. Um, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't get it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh it's, it's, I sense a bit kind of, of jealousy here. Actually, <laughs> but, yeah, this a, is, a drummer you... made a harmonic point, and and I didn't get it. And Zach, the harmonic <laughs> geek himself, he, disappointed harmonic, didn't pick uh, it up. Genius, I, I call uh, myself. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far to say it's genius, unfortunately. Not quite. Um, Anyway, so after this kind of vamp, which goes round and round a lot, uh, which is fair because it's it's cool chords, um, it kind of settles on this G major, like here, for a while. And the bass goes up, and then it has this like descending. Mm. And then it has that space until it comes back in again, which wasn't in There time. was an inaudible Zach head-bopping oh, yes. in the kind of <laughs> so, pause, I must I point out. I you can't see me. Counting yeah. without his mouth, just like counting with his head. To be yeah. fair, if you're not counting yeah. with your body movement, are you really a musician? Oh, um, obviously not, yeah. Like, um, you've got to at least have a feet tap or something. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean a sway is preferable, you know, a head-bop, a little bit of a sway. But... I mean, the, the actions Zephyr is doing right now are pretty, pretty entertaining. Um, that's that's what I do. Yeah. Shame no, no one can see. Uh, but it's right, you've got to feel rhythm with your body. Then that's why music feels good. It's when the 
musicians are feeling it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I just love like the descending chords um, um, and that really funky bass line at the end. Do, 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 do. Um, I think it's really cool. I, I just, yeah, I thought I'd play it for you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. It's a cool tune. It is a really cool very, tune. Um, very niche. Well, at least it appeared niche to me. Um, well, yeah, that is I'll Stay by the RH Factor. If you want to check out some of the other music, I'd recommend um, Crazy Race is a absolute banger and a Forget Regret, I think it's called. Anything yeah, off that album. It's all, all it's all along the same vein, like just kind of Fender Rhodes piano sound and like um that's a that's an oxymoron because Fender Rhodes is its own instrument. But um <laughs> um and um just great grooves. So uh, yeah, check it out. Anyway, that uh, I believe that ends our brief section. Um I don't know why it I'm does. wrapping up. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> the, 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 coup the coup continues. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, I will. I will uh, assert my authority. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, so that brings us to the end of part one of the podcast. Um, after the break, it'll be part two. Zephyr will use his extensive notes to talk about Kasabian. Mm. So stick around for that. All right, hello and welcome back to part two of um, the Sidetrack Music Podcast. It's time for the Artist Spotlight, where every week we uh, we analyze and talk about a specific artist that we like. And uh, Zephyr, this week, has chosen Kasabian, so um, I have, away you go. Yeah, so Kasabian, they're an English rock band. Um, they formed in Leicester. Um, I don't think they formed in uni. I think they're kind of just... Because a lot of bands kind of that you hear about that like this form at uni, but I think these guys will kind of just friends around the leicester area um and they they formed in 1997 but under a different name under the name syracuse don't really know what that means at all um (laughs) and they changed that i think just before they released um yeah two years before they released their first album um they released six studio albums which i will name all of uh the first one's kasabian self-titled um then the second one was empire then West Rider Pauper Lunatic Asylum. Interesting name. Um, <laughs> it's actually got their two most popular songs off of it. So right. they seem to do well. Um, Velociraptor 48 uh, colon 13. Uh, and then For Crying Out Loud. Um, and they started releasing in 2004. And their most recent one was in 2017. Um, and they haven't really been like active since then. However, they are doing a performance, uh, a tour around the whole of the UK which is actually going on right now, I think. And the last couple of ones are in early November, which I was going to try and get tickets for, but unfortunately could not, um, which is race. I was actually trying to book them today. Um, Big shame. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, they, their, their name actually comes from quite an interesting thing. Um, so it was dedicated to Linda Kasabian, who was a member of the Charles Manson cult, um, who, like basically went on to testify against Manson at his trial, um, which is pretty cool. And they thought that was cool. And then they just liked the name. So they kept it. Um, and it's, it's a really cool name. Um, I think I've always, I was always kind of stuck out to me. It's kind of like, Ooh, that's an interesting name. Anyway, yeah. waffling as usual. It's one um, of those, it's one of those names that makes you think it's like one person though. I've always, oh, like, yeah. it's weird yeah, to refer yeah, to Kasabian yeah. as a band. I don't know. It like, just like Steely close. Dan. I always thought yeah, Steely exactly. Dan was one person. Well, yes. you would. It's, it's a bloke mm. called Dan, well, but there's Dan. actually no Dan one Steely. called Dan. Yeah. 
Isn't it? Kasabian yeah. is an uh, it's Armenian surname. I think for Linda Kasabian was Armenian. It's like a kind of common uh, Armenian surname, apparently. So right. That's, that's where it's. Oh, that explains from. everything. Yeah. yeah thanks, oh, right. thanks, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, okay, so we're g- <laughs> we're gonna listen to our first track um, off their first album, which is the self-titled album Kasabian, which was released in the year I was born, um, two thousand four. Um, oh, the called... little baby. Oh, 2004. Oh, you guys baby. were born the year before. Shut up. Um, two, two years. Oh, two years. 2002. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, what about oh, Zach? You, Zach, Zach, you're a. You're a oh, 2003. You're a, you're a 2003. Yeah. Oh, so we've got okay. a nice spread. Three years. Uh, anyway. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were two, I was zero, Zach was one. Um, I know that's not how it works, but anyway, we're going to listen to it now. So, yeah, his process beats of the first Saving album. So yeah, that was Process Beats um, off Kasabian's first album. It's the second track. Um, a bigger song off that album was Clubfoot, um, but I I do want to I would want to play that, but we don't have time. So, but anyway, they're kind of I want the, the reason why I want to talk about these tracks is because they have they they're clearly rock music. They ha- they have all the elements of a rock band. They have guitarist, bassist, drummer, singer, but then they also have these electronic instruments and a lot of production on their tracks, which I is probably what draws me the most of them is because they've kind of got this uh, electronic space rock you might even call it um it's got these large synths and these kind of kind of quite gritty um like like kind of distorted synths which sound kind of sort of guitar but aren't they are actually synths and they use that in pretty much all their music going forward and in fact it becomes more and more electronic as they go forward but they still got that they always keep that kind of rock tempo rock style the drumming is still kind of quite heavy hitting um and it i just really like it it's just a really cool mm. uh, style mix is, um, is electronic space rock the name of an actual um genre no, or did you so just make that called, up? It's, no, <laughs> space rock and electronic rock are two different ones but ah. i just thought i'd combine them as electric because they are oh, wow. they fit under both so why not let's make it a new why not yeah new, um what's it called genre <laughs> yeah on, the, on this track i thought um i mean this is a very random observation but i thought the um vocals sounded really really similar to the arctic monkeys mm. um what's the name of their lead singer like alex something isn't it i can't remember alex something yeah it is alex um yeah last name something right yeah yeah that's the yeah. one uh, so <laughs> alex, alex, alex something, something. Yeah, yeah i don't know i just noticed that like really especially on this track it sounded very arctic monkeys like but i realized where arctic monkeys were afterwards so afterwards, it's the other way yeah. around it's, it but, is um, the other way around but yeah but uh interesting maybe oh, it just came to me it's alex turner uh, that's ah, the one yes, it yeah is alex. it's alex something alex turner, turner. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, um, anyway, yeah. Um, so that was yeah. That was the first track I wanted to say. I also wanted to say quite a cool sort of fact is one of the band members called Jay Meller. I think he was a guitarist of this band. He left the, the Kasabian in two thousand six to join Liam Gallagher's BDI band. Which oh, is, oh, which is there. That that's Liam Gallagher's kind of you know oasis. Yeah, yeah. Off, yeah. Of course, is, is Jay Meller somehow related to Jay Diller? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, I wish. 
but he's, I don't think he's that cool. I mean, they're all cool. I like Kasabian. They have a. Mm. They also their style. Their like clothing style is very interesting. It's kind of. I know we're talking about music, but they kind of have this. They look like the Beatles. Like it's really weird. Like really? the main guy. Main guy has like the long kind of like the seventies Beatles, not the earlier Beatles. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. I think um, no, style is absolutely relevant and important. Like I, I, would, I think it's really important for artists to have good style. It's like a whole, oh, yeah. like um, as like demonstrated by, by your whole your personas, my like a fine hat. purveyor of, of of pink hats. Yeah, you know, my yeah, pink and, sparkly um, cowboy hat. It has to be there. Yeah, you've got, a, <laughs> you've got so it's got a good hat game, which is crucial to any musician. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I think we're gonna move swiftly on. Um, mm. So we're going to move to the second album they released, which was in 2006. Um, I'm not going to go through all our ages again, because in fact, I got it wrong the first time. But anyway, um, this is um, this, the second album called Empire. And we're going to be looking at Shoot the Runner, which is again the second uh, track of the album. But, you know, it's a theme. Maybe their second track is always their best. Um, but here's Shoot the Runner. Um, so yeah, that was Shoot the Runner off Kasabian's second album, Empire. I really like this one. I really love the percussion in it. At the beginning, the bit where it hits the, the side sticks, the it's really cool. I, that was probably the wrong rhythm, but it's it's a really cool track and the lyrics are somewhat dark sometimes, but um, they're, they're really cool and the style, the guitar's solo in the kind of middle bridge section is really cool. Um, I recommend all of you to go check out that track fully. Um, but we got to move on because this is this. They have got six albums. We're only going to cover five of them because I only really know five of them. But we're going to go on to their most popular album now, which is West Rider Pauper Lunatic Asylum. It's a very long name, or I guess we could go R W. It's, it's a pretty niche R- target audience. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we could go. We could. We could go W R P L A. I guess we could call it that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. That's a bit a bit silly. Anyway, we're gonna go we're gonna go instead of for the last the second song or the first song, we're gonna go for the second last song. Um second to last. Um, which is called Fire, which is actually their most popular track with around a hundred and hundred and ten million streams. Um it's it's probably what the song banger. that I've it's a banger. It's oh, the mm. first song I listened to, I think, um, from them when I was about six and I was I, I remember being because I used to have very long hair. And I remember going into my mum's room with um, the hairdryer because she had a hairdryer up there, and I would play this song. And when it got to the fight, the bit where it goes into like the really rock bit, I'd put the hairdryer on and go like pretend it was a microphone. Oh. So I'd, like, my hair, my hair Classic. would be going up in the air as I was going fire like a little kid. Um, but, <laughs> and, and so to demonstrate um, that, so you guys all picture that in your head, the little six-year-old Zephyr listening to this song, we're going to play the build-up and then the bit where it actually goes into the chorus. So here's Fire off um, the third um, Kasabian album. Spill 
yeah, as you heard, that was fire. And I'm sure you were picturing me with a hairdryer blowing my <laughs> hair upwards and singing, ah! Um, but it's a, it's a really cool song. It's kind of, it's not, it's, I would say it's borderline anthemic, but it's kind of also not because it's, it's, more, a, it's weirdly like laid back kind of at the same time. It's got this like yeah. huge build up and really powerful like chorus, but it's, and it's very low volume. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weirdly easily, easy listening, but also mm. intense at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I really like the build. I think the build is really cleverly oh. done because it's got the yeah. intro, which mm. is just kind of the backings and you could feel it kind of building up. And then you think it could just go straight into the chorus there, but like it easily could, it works, but they go into this kind of double verse which is it's kind of got these kind of interesting lyrics which are a bit random a lot of their lyrics i find with kasabian they're a bit random they don't really have any meaning but they're cool and they rhyme sometimes um so, you've got to search for the meaning in them zephyr you've got to search yeah, that's for the meaning true, that's true well I, yeah. my favorite line um i think we're, we're actually going to play the bit with that is spill my guts on a wheel i want to taste aha uh-huh. um <laughs> I find it's really vivid yeah. and gross but i actually yeah, find it yeah, okay, i find okay. it somehow really cool because it kind of rolls off your tongue spill my guts on the wheel it's kind of like mm. ooh, but it's also like that's wow. a really weird random line yeah. it's so vivid as well anyway mm. it reminds me of yeah. um, a movie scene lord from lord of the rings um but I, no, one, <laughs> no one will get that reference because it's the extended but, uh, version so you have to be such a nerd to watch that oh um, god no oh wow which i am um, but <laughs> well yeah if, if i may um, yeah, a bit of, of a bit of analysis on the on the Ooh. songs I read because there's well it's very like so what I notice is that because the chorus feels faster than the verse like it feels like it's suddenly but the mm. tempo actually stays the same the whole time oh. if you count it through the tempo stays the same so what I found really interesting is that so like in the verse it's actually kind of like a swung uh uh like kind of background groove it's like dun 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 dun, dun. Um, like a kind of shuffle sort of thing but like a really slow yeah. shuffle um yeah exactly very slow and then when it goes into the verse it's it breaks into like a straight rhythm um and it's and i th- i mean and they're, they're playing more of the like they kind of almost like double time it um but it is actually the same tempo so i just found it kind of interesting how they achieve that kind of effect of huge uh like momentum um and the sense that it's going faster where it, it actually isn't but yeah that's impressive it is impressive when they do that yeah. they're probably playing to a click if it stayed the same um yeah like um i mean because i wouldn't be surprised if it did speed up um a lot of songs do like where before playing to a metronome in a studio became the norm um and you don't realize because it's just all within the song and part of the vibe and it just adds to it um there's actually nothing wrong with rushing and dragging as long as everyone in the band does it with you mm. um, and yeah. you're all moving at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, well, unless um, you're going yeah. ridiculously fast. Like, unless unless it is. Yeah, to, like, to a certain extent. Especially when you have a live performance and everyone's clapping and they always clap way too fast or sing way oh, yeah. too ahead and it annoys me so uh, Yeah, I, I always I love, laugh I, I whenever feel, they like get... Sorry, yeah, whenever yeah. they get the cra- the crowd involved and they're kind of clapping and it's all great to start with and then the crowd start kind of getting away from the band and the band's like, what do we do now? Well, that, I think they just they usually just go on with it. They're just like, what? Yeah, yeah. And everyone oh, is kind yeah. of like, okay, we'll let yeah. them do their thing. But I feel like such a bad person when I'm like judging people for clapping and singing out of time. It's like, it's, like, it's kind of difficult if, <laughs> oh. you have, if you don't know. like how you Don't, don't feel bad. I do it all the time. I'm like, <laughs> how, how could you not get that rhythm? Like, l- no, learn, I, li- I literally sometimes go like this in people's face. I just clap right in their face and annoy them. Like, I'm like, come on, be in time. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, I think we should move on. Um, so we're going to skip an album. We're going to skip 
from 2009 and instead of going to velociraptor which is their 2011 album i actually don't know any tracks from this album at all um so which is kind of an important point in my next kind of point is that so they kind of you hear this kind of rocky elements but with a lot of kind of electronic things coming in this next album 48 semicolon 13 is um a massive move into that much more electronic style um which i find interesting as a kind of a play but i don't know what happened between 2009 and 2014 because i don't know the 2011 album but i feel like there'd probably be more electronic elements in that compared to the earlier albums and i can i can imagine it kind of transitioning slowly or maybe it is just a straight drop off to this. you know what would help you find out if i had if a you... listen yeah <laughs> yeah it would it would help me find out um but i only chose this um this <laughs> this uh, to do as a spotlight yesterday so um <laughs> i've done the research i could but i i know i've been to a bit but no fair enough but anyway um this is this is my favorite song um, off this album called Eze. Um like kind of like as if you got a weird uh, what's that accent Eze. what's that accent that north just, northern, just okay. general Eze. north yeah general northern accent <laughs> you've just kind offended of... a lot of people there. Oh, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not in an everyone. offensive way in a lovely way I, it's a really I like the northern people it's a very endearing way um, <laughs> I meant it in a nice way shut up I like northern people I like... my best friend's northern and I'm, it's not a, it's okay yeah. <laughs> hey I, accent. I don't a, think no... accents is offensive I've got northern I know that friends. sounds bad but I'm a very mixed heritage and I do not find doing accents offensive if you can do them well I don't just, just saying I love northern people in general yeah, no, no, okay, that, just like, that, that they're all sweet and lovely <laughs> oh well obviously uh, no i don't mean it like that's generalization but no um yeah well done. anyway moving anyway. swiftly on oh, um gosh. we're gonna listen to this song easy um <laughs> i can't not say it without the accent um easy. and it's kind of it's not in the middle it's got 15 songs and it's the 11th song of the album which is a bit right i don't know why i'm telling you all the numbers of the albums yeah, I just, I just think they're long albums they are quite long yeah they have um, they have decently long albums um but mm. yeah this one's got some also quite interesting lyrics very conspiracy theorist which i kind of find pretty funny but anyway yes i've <laughs> been we've waffling on about this song too long <laughs> um easy by kasavia um here it is Yeah, so that was easy um, or easy, um, and uh, um, that uh, it's yeah. I like the electronic style that you can kind of hear coming into their genres. Like it's got this kind of sequence drums um, where they've all kind of they, it's kind of the same throughout, um, and it's got these like these loud like bouncy bass synths, which I think are really cool. And it's just it's kind of got this momentum that doesn't really stop, um, and it's also got a really cool distortion on the vocals. Um, also, the lyrics are really weird. Um, <laughs> tired of taking orders, coping with disorders. The wrong men have the power, and it's turning my milk sour. Um, I mean, it's brilliant. The lyrics are brilliant, and this <laughs> one is kind of kind of about like you know the government watching us or whatever and controlling us. It's it's very silly, but it's also a great bit of fun, and I just love yeah. the track. Um, 
And so I also want to talk about their last album briefly because uh, we've sort of run out of time. So we won't be listening to it, um, but that is okay. Um, so their last album is called For Crying Out Loud and it was released in 2017. Um, and my favorite kind of track of the album is called uh, Ill Ray and then in brackets, The King. Um, and it's the first track off the album. I just think this is kind of more of the good stuff that they, they put out. Uh, the kind of, the thing we can say is they kind of constantly put out cool stuff. Like they've only done six albums, but all that stuff is just kind of really cool. There's also, there's always a few bangers. The ones that we've mentioned today are kind of probably the biggest bangers in my opinion, but they're kind of, they're just a kind of very solid group. Um, unfortunately, one of the, I think one of the main guys actually, um, Tom Megan, he was arrested in 2020. I don't know what for, but he has left the band and they've replaced him with someone else. But they are his his playing. milk was sour and it was like his milk poisoning was sour. everyone. He was, was the wrong yeah. man in power, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, but great, yeah, anyway, great joke, guys. Yeah. I, no. I encourage you all. I encourage you all to go check out um, more Kasabian and uh, yeah, I look forward for comments about them. I don't know if we'll get any, but hopefully. Uh, oh Zephyr! Well, th- well, well, well. Th- thank, thank you, Zephyr, for for a, a, a well prepared artist spotlight. Um, for once. Um, <laughs> Oi! <laughs> sorry, that that was unsolicited. No, it's fair. It's fair. That, that was unsolicited. No, no, your artist spotlights are always good. Uh, and all the artist spotlights, every episode of, oh, of the Sidetrack Music Podcast great. is high quality and uh, entertaining. Well, anyway, you, we'll let you be. The, we'll let you be yeah. the judge of that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that brings us to the end. Ironically, we've probably run on quite long for the episode about the uh, the long the long songs. Uh, um, you, how long have you been waiting to but... say that, Jules? <laughs> you had that prepared, didn't you? Well, I mean, ever <laughs> since we ticked past like the forty five minutes, I was like, okay, that one's coming in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so we've talked about um, some songs which go over seven minutes long. We've done "Purple Rain," "I'll Stay," and oh god, ninety. You know? And ninety. There we you go. You always forget my songs. I always the third one. Yeah, um, it's always the least remarkable songs. <laughs> oh Thank you. God! Thank you, Zach. The group yeah, is splitting up. Oh, anyway, no. and and Zephyr did his uh, his other spotlight on Kasabian. Anyway, so we will be back uh, in two weeks' time, as usual, um, with 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 more. And uh, thanks for listening. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you enjoyed. Uh, subscribe, give it a rating, and get in touch with us on uh, on the social media on uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's at S Music Podcast. Um, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Sidetracked, the music podcast. Yeah.